Thank you for the beautiful music. It was so beautiful. Let us hear the word of the Lord. Last week we forgot again. But today I remember. Let us hear the word. It is taken from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. In his flesh, he has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall that is the hostility between us. This is the word of the Lord. This is what St. Paul said. For he is our peace. In his flesh, he has made both groups into one. And has broken down the dividing wall that is the hostility between us. Just reflect on this. Read through. What a powerful insight and wonderful and beautiful vision. This is how Paul saw what Jesus did. This is Paul's interpretation. Of Jesus' life, Jesus' teaching, Jesus' action. He summarizes what Jesus did on earth. And how powerful and how insightful this teaching right now, his interpretation is. Basically, Paul saw the work of Jesus as the work of peace. Jesus came to give us peace. That's how Paul saw. I mean, Paul never met Jesus in his life. He only heard about Jesus, heard about his teaching, heard about his ministry and his action, and yet he saw through what Jesus was thinking and what Jesus had in mind, deep in his heart. And he said this, Jesus came to bring peace. Breaking down the dividing wall, putting an end to the hostility and bringing two groups into one and give peace to the world. And that's exactly what Jesus also said. Jesus said this, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. This is his last word. Last week we talked about uh, we, uh, we talked about the forgiveness. And then in that context, he also said, I give you peace. And this peace it will be different from the peace that you can see in the world. It will be very, very different peace that I came to give you. That's what Jesus said. And Paul saw that. So clearly and critically, how did he do that? That's just wonderful to me. Whenever I read Paul's epistles, how did he figure out what Jesus wanted to do so clearly? That amazes me every time I read Paul's epistles. That's why Paul said this. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. 
In one sentence, he just summarized what humanity is all about, what Jesus' teaching is all about, what life is all about. In one sentence, he was able to do that. How genius he was. No more division, but peace and oneness. That's what we are supposed to thrive, supposed to try to achieve. Race, religion, social status, and gender, these used to be the walls, the cause for division. But Paul saw that these walls being broken down, crumbled down to the ground. And now there is no division, but peace and unity. That was what Jesus did on earth. Wow. That was 2,000 years ago. Not 200 years ago. 2,000 years ago, he saw this vision, wonderful vision in Jesus. Regionalism or parochialism was taken for granted at that time. Social status was what determined one person's identity. Male domination was taken as a natural order of society. And yet, Paul saw that the world Jesus envisioned at that time was different. That's why Paul was shocked hearing about Jesus. These things were prevalent at the time, but Paul saw that the world Jesus envisioned was very different from the world that he witnessed during his time. Peace and oneness. That was what Jesus wanted to establish. Young and old, male and female, rich and poor, white and black, all become one. It, is just, it just amazes me about how Paul could, could see through Jesus' inner thought, inner heart, and how he could capture the world that Jesus dreamed about. Nobody truly understood what Jesus meant. Even the disciples did not understand what Jesus meant to the world, but Paul saw that. And what is more amazing about this is his message is so relevant to us today. 2016, his message is so relevant. Every day we are witness, witnessing how fragmented this world is. We are living in a divided world. But my friends, you know, Division comes from within us, not anywhere else. Because we are divided inside of us, we create more division. Division comes from within us. We don't have peace. We don't have harmony within us. We are divided in our heart, in, inside of us. That's why this world, we see so much division, separation. 
for those who are not divided within them, for those who have peace within them, race is not the reason for division. For those who have peace within them, gender is not the reason for division. For, th- for those who have peace and harmony within them, our differences is not the reason for division. But the world has no peace and all these things divide us and we use them and we make excuses that these are the reason for our division because we are divided within us. Humanity is divided. My friends, I do believe that division is going to be a serious problem for the future of humanity. And this division is as serious as environment uh, that we are living in. There's environmental corruption right now uh, that is going on. But this division is going to be a threat and will bring crisis to humanity, to the future of humanity. And we have to seriously take this attitude of division. We have to turn it around. And how can we live together in harmony and unity rather than in dividedness? That is something very serious that we have to start right from where we are. In 2013, WCC, the World Council of Churches, as mainly a Protestant movement with the Greek Orthodox and uh, all that, uh, the, the, the World Church, uh, they held uh, the meeting in uh, Busan, uh, South, South Korea, on 2013, and they decided uh, this particular Sunday, it's the Sunday prior to uh, August 15th, as the Sunday uh, of prayer for the peaceful reunification of uh, Korean Peninsula. That is the only country that is divided. So they have decided this. So it's not just us who are praying for uh, the Korean Peninsula, but the whole world right now is praying for the Korean Peninsula that is uh, divided north and south. That country has been divided for more than half a century. But I do believe that it's not just Korea that is divided. People are divided everywhere, even in the same country. Martin Luther King Jr. said, at 11 a.m. on Sunday, we stand at the most segregated hour in this nation. It is true. Still true. I'm reading a book called Disunity in Christ. It is written by Christina uh, Cleveland, an associate professor of reconciliation studies at Bethel University uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota. She talks about how divided Chicago uh, is. In fact, Chicago was uh, recently named the most segregated city in America. She said, by simply knowing a person's race, You can't predict where they live and even what teams they will root for. In Chicago, many black people live on the south side and lots of white people live on the north side. And blacks tend to be white White Sox fans and whites tend to be Cubs uh, fans. So it's all 
divided. One of our congregation members, she's not Korean. She said once, she wanted her children to be exposed to more than just white congregation. That's why she decided to come to uh, this church so that their, her children may be exposed uh, to different races. She has been here uh, for uh, some years. She is a Catholic, and this church is Presbyterian. Catholic, Presbyterian, Pentecostal, does it matter? Tomato, tomato, potato, potato, does it matter? Shall we dance? Shall we dance? Her cousin came from Maryland, and last week she told me, she's sitting right here, she insisted that she had to come to this church today. <clears throat> so they are here. Uh, she told me that she used to uh, attend a Catholic church uh, right downtown uh, in Maryland, uh, and then majority predominantly black church. It's a beautiful congregation. And she said, their service is just like our service. And then she enjoyed uh, service so, uh, so much. And then, but unfortunately, that uh, church closed down because they, they, they didn't have priests. And then she said, when I go back to Maryland uh, this time, I'm going to look for a church like this. We should celebrate diversity. We should celebrate our differences. Division is what destroys humanity. God created Adam and Eve and said, two shall become one. It is not just a romantic passage about people who are getting married. Yesterday, I just did the wedding uh, and I quoted this passage, but it's not just for the romantic married, uh, married couple. This is for humanity. Two shall become one. Adam and Eve were different, male and female. When Adam and Eve were created, the difference was created. The diversity was created. But God told them, you shall become one. Diversity should not be the reason for your division. You are two different people. There is a diversity, but you shall become one. Without diversity, there is no unity. Only uniformity. Uniformity is not unity. God told the first human beings to become one. Celebrate each other's different gifts. Respect each other's differences. But work together to become one. Reach out to those who are different from you. And learn to build bridges, not walls. Don't build walls, build bridges. And don't listen to the politicians who try to build walls. Because they are not Christians. That was Jesus' vision. And Paul saw it very well. Forgive each other. 
accept each other, appreciate each other, respect each other, learn to live harmoniously. That is humanity 101. Before you learn to make money, learn to live together with others in unity and harmony. Put down greed. Put down selfishness. Be generous. Don't have us and them mentality. We are all one in the bond of love. There is no us and them. We are all one in the bond of love. That's what Jesus proclaimed and that's what Paul saw and that's what I'm, I proclaim and that's what you should proclaim in the world. That is the gospel. We'll sing together. We are, bond, we are one in the bond of love and that will be our pronouncement. Our, our, we are proclaiming that we are one. And Jesus made us one. He broke down all the walls to make us, all of us, one in Christ. We are one in the bond of love. We are divided, north and south, still threatening each other. But not only that country, but in the world, Middle East, and everywhere in the world, there's tremendous division, divided heart, animosity, hatred, continuous revenge. Let us pray for the humanity that we may learn to live together to coexist, to love each other, to become one. Let us pray.
This time, let us pray for ourselves. A lot of division is caused by us because we are divided within us. So let us pray for the healing so that our divided heart may be unified and we may find true harmony within us. Let us pray for ourselves so that wherever we go, instead of creating division, we may bring reconciliation and unity and peace. We're gonna sing once more uh, the first verse, but I'm gonna do some cheese stuff today. Uh, maybe you can hold hands together with the person beside you, and we'll sing together. We are one in the bond of love. Let us sing together. Just first verse, just for two minutes. <clears throat> Sometimes we need to be cheesy. <laughs> We are one in the bond of love. We are one in the bond of love. We are one in the bond of love. We have joined our spirit with the spirit of God. We are one in the bond of love. Okay, that's enough. Just first verse, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let us all rise. Let us, let us rise and have our closing song.